Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Tammy Stacklehouse, the founder of the International Fibromyalgia Coaching Institute, author, podcast host, and executive producer of the Fibromyalgia documentary Invisible. That's a lot, but in short, you help people to take back control of their lives and of their health. Fantastic. Tammy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's so fun to be here. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. Hey, can you expand a bit more on, you know, where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with? Oh, absolutely. So yes, as you said, that's a lot. (laughs) And you can probably tell fibromyalgia is the thing that I help people with. Um, You know, fibromyalgia is, is a chronic pain condition and there is no cure. Um, but it can be managed. And unfortunately, doctors really aren't trained in how to do that. Uh, And so I kind of try to fill that gap. I help people one-on-one. I also teach classes and I train other coaches how to uh, help fibro patients. So, you know, helping people reduce their pain, increase their energy, Mm. get better sleep and all of that kind of fun stuff. All of the fun stuff. So yeah. being like that, there, there's no cure for it, but there is management. I think that is a kind of a, a big statement because there is there is so much within that that it's it's tough, it's hard, but there is a way. So when you're maybe when you're dealing more with the patients themselves, what is it that you find like time and time again you have to allow them to sort of work through or understand or come to terms with before anything else really sort of clicks in? What is that? Yeah, great question. So I like to think of it like setting your GPS, right? You have to know where you're going and where we're going is getting better, right? But when you set your GPS in order to get good directions and actually get to where you're going, you also have to be honest about where you are. So Mm. there is a certain amount of, yes, you do have fibromyalgia and you have to live in the body that you have right now. So we can't be pretending we don't have it. And, you know, but I used to be able to do this and we can't be, you know, pretending like Mm -hmm. we're already there yet. Like I should be able to do this. You have to actually live in the body that you have right now. And so there is a lot of coming to terms with that, sometimes grieving the things that you can't do or who you are no longer able to be. But that doesn't mean we want to get stuck there either, right? That GPS, we want to actually get to a better place. But it does start with acknowledging really honestly where you are. 
I love that. And the analogy of the GPS is, is so true because you can talk about it from a business perspective. If you don't know where you're going, oh my gosh, you're never going to get there. But you're right. It's all about where you are as well, those two points. And then we can get into, you know, well, how do you want to, is it by bus? Is it by train? Is it by bike? <laughs> right. We're are we taking right the now. scenic route or? <laughs> Absolutely. Get, get beautiful mountains or not. Anyway, we digress. But the point is back to where you are. That is, it's so important to understand yourself. Again, don't forget, you're on the Unforget Yourself podcast. This is all about you understanding us. So to come to terms and understand and honor that, yes, I have this condition or traits or mental states that keep coming back, whatever it is for you, to acknowledge that and work with it. Now you're taking control rather than avoiding it and just sort of hoping and then obviously all the negatives that sort of come with that way so once your your patients can hold space for that what change do you see in that moment you know it's really it's so fun to to watch um and you know anybody listening to this who has fibromyalgia probably is going to think i'm nuts in saying this but when people do come to terms with this is the body that I'm in right now. Of course, you start making slightly different changes, right? Like you, you might do different things, behave mm -hmm. a different way. But the biggest thing that I see happen is your pain level goes down, your energy goes up, you start getting better sleep. And it seems like on paper that shouldn't happen, but it's all those little decisions that you make when you're coming from the place that you're really at. And as you pointed out, like I'm talking about fibromyalgia, but this could also be, you know, I'm an introvert, but the world wants me to be an extrovert, right? I hate networking meetings, but everybody's telling me I need to go to networking meetings. It could be anything like that. And as soon as you become honest about who you are, all those little decisions that you make from a place of confidence in who you are, and this is how, I need to do things, a lot of that other stress just falls away. I want to just hold space for that. We just said there and just dig in there for a moment. So this authenticity, we talk about that a lot on this show because being authentic, finding the right jobs, tasks, um, sales system, marketing technique, platform, whatever it might be for you personally, we've probably all try doing the wrong thing and wonder why it feels like I'm trudging through mud or it's so hard. It's because there's a slight misalignment there. That counts for a lot. So that authenticity of being honest with yourself, knowing yourself, I think authenticity and alignment equals confidence. Now you can show up to the things that you love to do, can do, are designed to do. That makes a huge difference. So I love the way you sort of brought that in and it's relevant to anyone, any condition, especially business owners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, that, that authenticity, that confidence coming from a place of, of who you are just made me think about all of us that deal with imposter syndrome from time to time. Right. And, and part of the reason we feel like imposters is because we really are trying to do things that really aren't who we are. Mm. Right. That's one huge take on imposter syndrome. There's lots of different sort of nuances to that. But yeah, that's a big thing. If you're trying to do something, it might be just new, just different. But that understanding of what's fundamentally wrong for me and what's just 
oh, this is, I need to be able to just get this skill and it becomes second nature. And then maybe you start to enjoy it. So there's another sort of journey that we, there's the scenic routes on the GPS yes. as we go through <laughs> the, the new routes, the new ways. Um, yes, exactly. So with, with this self-care, it's beautiful hearing you say, you know, by following these, you know, the protocols, the tools, the tactics, the advice, maybe just having better understanding, reduce the pain, increase the energy. That in its own is, that's incredible. That's amazing. And again, I think this, this episode, I'm going to always pull it back down to the general business owner because it's relevant to, to everyone here to remove the pain, which is you know, not having enough money, not having enough time, not having the help that we need, increasing the energy of doing the right things, loving the work that you do again. Mm-hmm. You maybe just sort of forgot along the way. Yeah. So I love the kind of nuance between the way you help your people and every business owner, entrepreneur ever. Is, is <laughs> right. So finally sort of um tied into each other. So with that, with that self-care, we were joking offline about it, you know, oh my gosh, it, it starts with great, I got to do these things and I can make changes and it makes me feel better. But then there's that kind of shifts into, oh my gosh, there are things that I have to do now rather than I want to do it. Can you just talk to that for a moment? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I think especially because I am in like the health and wellness section of the coaching world, um, it's so easy to fall into all these things that I have to do, right? Like I have to eat a certain way, or I have to move a certain way, or I can't do this, right? Like, mm. oh, I can't have that donut, you know? And and we forget that self-care really by definition, is us taking care of ourselves. Mm. And if you were to externalize that, right, like whether it's a child or a pet or, you know, just somebody that you love, if you were taking care of them in a heartfelt way, not just maintaining their health, right, then Mm. sometimes there are going to be Netflix binges and a pint of ice cream, right? Like our souls, our hearts need to be cared for as well. And when we get stuck into this place of, I have to do this, I have to do that. I have to eat this. I have to move this way. I have to, you know, do my physical therapy exercises, you know, or in the business world, right? Like I have to do this marketing or, but I have to have that meeting. No, especially as a solopreneur, we get to decide all of that for what works for us and to do it from a place of this makes me happy. This makes me fulfilled. This fills me with joy. This is fun, right? Mm. That's a much better place to come from. Absolutely. That, that, we, things we can't do or have to do it's it needs an awful lot of motivation to keep that up because it, it does drain if we talk about time energy and money the three resources that we actually do have energy that's what we're talking about there it's it's draining now we can bring that back up but it takes an awful lot of oh God, i've got to do this again i've got to do that it may be that you know the end goal you know where you're going you know that if you keep going you will get there however at what cost? And I talked about this about from personal experiences, hustling through, grinding through. Oh my gosh, I know what I was trying to achieve, what I was trying to do, but at what cost? So mm-hmm. this is where the, the sort of spiritual laws come into play, the, the law of, of duality. Okay, find those, those different elements. So the polarity of hustles one side, 
play is the other that you mentioned it before play or joy or you know that sort of that flavor if you find yourself hustling too much how can you just pull the slider and turn this into play if this podcast episode is oh it's it's hustle it's grind it's not it's, it's not flowing it's like cool how can you make it more playful how can you have more fun with it things just lift I, I can feel it in my chest just talking about it everything becomes lighter so is that part of what you do with with people and actually forget anyone else you personally as a business owner <laughs> do, for you is it more trying to get yourself back into into play into joy when you find yourself energy slightly dipping a thousand percent i am always looking for the ways that i am not having fun mm. um and and you know it could also just be what are the ways that you know bore me like it doesn't even have to be negative right but just like mm. this rubs the wrong way a little bit you know yeah. and if something isn't fun if i if i'm not and you know this does have a, a hedonistic flavor and that's not really what i mean i'm just mean if i'm if i'm not enjoying this like if this is a task that is unpleasant for me I'm going to look for ways to change that. Like life is mm -hmm. too short and I'm the boss. <laughs> so, you know, why not? And there are some things in life that we have to do that we don't necessarily want to do, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm brushing your teeth. We, we all do it. We know we need to do it. It's not necessarily the highlight of your day, <laughs> right? So you, you do it and you move on, but, but where we can don't just keep grinding away at the things that are no fun. How can you change that? So one example, a couple of years ago, uh, I was really, really struggling. And I was having some of those moments, we've all had them business owners, where I just wanted to burn it all to the ground, right? Like this is not fun anymore. I'm, I'm just going to close the doors. I'm going to move away to Siberia with my cat and a book and maybe my husband, I don't know. <laughs> right <laughs> we've been there i know you've been there right absolutely so i think everyone has everyone's at home going yep yep i remember that time it was yesterday oh my gosh <laughs> exactly exactly and so i thought okay what what is making me feel this way what is not fun and there were several things i completely stopped doing I changed my work schedule. So I only work three weeks out of the month. So I reduced my working hours by about 25%. And by the end of that year, my um, revenue was 25% higher. So yeah. I cut my hours by 25% and increased my revenue by 25%. Now, there is the, the contradiction that we all see. We, we all think I need to work harder, do more things, yeah. and then we'll get more revenue more clients, um, more success, whatever that means to you personally. But often, and I say often, this is this is Katie's end talking of Unforget Yourself. She's like, yeah, we have to maintain ourselves. We have to bring on, we're back to have to again. Oh my gosh. It's, it's <laughs> the way that, yeah, sod it. Let's, let's just not mince our words. We have to take better care of ourselves to be able to go yep. and do the thing. So yep. This is such a hard thing to to come to terms with and understand. This is where with the sort of four levels of understanding that we teach. You know, logically you get something, physically you see it, you actually emotionally understand it. But until you experientially see the results of that, it, that can be so hard to take. So yeah. I'm sort of ramming this down because with you, you just said you did it, you saw the results of that. Therefore, 
your belief has been created. Mm-hmm. You don't have to work harder to see more success. So you've seen that. What would you say to other people listening that's like, I, I get it logically, but crumbs, it's so hard. I'm not sure I can do it. What would you, how would you guide that person through? Yeah, I think, you know, I would start with, if, you, if you're if you really struggling that, that with that belief, I do this with my clients too, their, their beliefs in what they can do or what their bodies can do, right? Start with small things, right? Like you don't have to, you don't have to build your belief by, you know, walking off a cliff, you can just take a tiny little step. I'm a huge fan of baby steps, you know? So find a small area where you can trust and build Mm. your belief. You know, maybe it's just, you know, not working on the weekend for once. (laughs) And then seeing by Monday morning, did everything burn down? It's like, right, right. I I think everything's still standing. I think I'm okay. Okay, uh-huh. we, we can work on that. It might just be an evening off. It might just be not doing certain tasks or crumbs. Here we go. Firing the wrong kind of clients. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Yes, at it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. And the, you know what's, what is so interesting about that particular thing, firing the wrong kind of client, is, you know, when we're doing them a disservice if we keep working with them, we're keeping them from finding the right help if we keep working with them, right? So it's even when it is about us, it's also not about us, right? Because the better we take care of ourselves, the better we structure our lives, our businesses, everything, so that we can be the best version of ourselves, that lets us do better work and help people better, right? So now we're back into alignment and authenticity. It it sort of goes both ways. So to look at it It from all those different levels, so I love this. How can we simplify this? It's so simple. Play, authenticity, and alignment. That's kind of it, right? It kind of is. I mean, you have to trust your intuition. You have to know what's right for you, right? You need to know what's in alignment. You need to know what play means for you. So mm-hmm. you do absolutely have to know you. And so many of us, that's actually the hard part. Okay, let's, right? let's just into that then so tammy you follow your intuition what does that feel like for you what is it for you when you feel that absolute hell yes and what is it when he's like "Mm -mm, mm -mm, something's off something's wrong that's a no (laughs) what what is that like for you that you kind of trained yourself to be able to hear this yeah so you know i mean there's what it feels like in your head, but then also if you pay attention, there's the physical clues too. So for me, yeses feel a little tingly, <laughs> you know, like like a little goosebump yeah. kind of thing. And nos are a little bit more fiery, right? Mm. Like a little bit more burning, um, just, you know, physical sensations. Um, and I, and I think it kind of feels like that in, in my head too, that a yes feels like champagne bubbles maybe. And, uh, a no feels like, you know, hot water or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, so, learning. I want to hold on to that because that, that analogy, yeah. I know you, you, we're just sort of riffing in the moment, trying to find the right words to these, these, these magical feelings, but you're right. When we sp- spoke earlier about play. And making things light and finding fun, you you can feel things feel a little bit lighter. 
you can feel things being like freer and a bit more sort of clarity. So however you sort of, whether you call it champagne bubbles or airiness or whatever it might be, I feel the same way as you. There is that level of this. So to, to look into that and where do you think things feel nicer? Where do things feel whatever it's for you? If you can find that, um, one key phrase that we use an awful lot with our clients and actually with ourselves as well is, where is this feeling familiar? Mm, now, that. whatever scenario you're in, whether it's, you know, hiring more people, changing a role, making a new offer, whatever it might be, working with a client, if a scenario or a situation's come up, it's like, is, is this feeling familiar? If it is, you can normally tap into, okay, what, what do I know? What is it telling me? And the beautiful sort of secondary question is, is it mine? Oh, yeah. Now, if it is yours, it's like, cool. What, what role am I playing in this? Because if, if it's feeling as familiar and it keeps on happening, there's only one common denominator. <laughs> right. That'll be you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so exactly. Let's, let's go down that rabbit hole because that's what we do here. So with, with your business and the way, yeah, obviously you, you've, you've done so much and you're helping so many people from different angles. With your wealth of experience, you've reached the point where you know, you're, you're still growing. You're still finding new ways to help and expand. What is it that you find that you, you come against now? Because on paper, it should be, you've got it all figured out. You, you coach coaches how to coach people through this stuff and you know everything. So you have no challenges whatsoever, right? Oh, of course not. Oh Lord. No, it's life is never like that. You know, and the, the more, the longer I do this, the more I get into it. I, we all really are going through the same thing, right? So the, the brand new coach who is struggling to say her rates for the first time, that's the exact same thing. I feel when I have a new offering, it's a different number we're saying, Mm -hmm. right? But it's the same thing, right? So I think for me at this stage of the game, obviously there's a lot going on, right? And there's only one me. (laughs) There's only so much time that I have. Um, Any of us have, right? There's only so much energy. And so I, of course, have to choose what I do and what I don't do. And there have been lots of things that have come across my table that I've chosen not to do just because Mm. there isn't enough of me. And so, you know, I, I always say I'm, I'm the bottleneck, right? Mm. I am the, I'm the (laughs) chokehold. That that aspect there is because you're saying there's things that you said no to, not from a place of, "Mm, this is fundamentally wrong. I feel the, what do you say that the hot water in your brain, whatever it is, there was no champagne bubbles, but but no, for this, there, there was champagne bubbles. It was a yes. However, you just didn't have the the time, the energy, the, the place to do it because it all goes through you. So what's it like for you when you have those moments that you God, you want to say yes to, but you're not ready, haven't got the business set up to do it, or there's, there's just no time to do it? What's that like? You know, I learned this lesson actually with my, my own fibromyalgia because, you know, sometimes it was little things like, go into the grocery store that I had to say Mm. no to because there wasn't enough energy, right? Like I'm in a different place, but it's the same problem. And the biggest thing that I learned was every no that I say is a yes to something else. And every yes that I say 
means I'm saying no to something else. Mm -hmm. So I have gotten very, um, I don't know, very specific about what I say yes and no to, because I realize every decision, like it has ripples, right? And so it's actually most of the time, not that hard because I know what's most important to me and I'm saying yes to what's most important. Where it gets hard and where I don't like it is if I've said yes to something that actually wasn't the most important thing. And now I have to say no to something that was actually more important. Mm. So I think where I get tied up myself is that questioning sometimes, you know, right now, maybe this is the most important thing, but what if something else comes up? (laughs) Oh, and you can sort of tie yourself in knots and maybe there's a little bit of the uncomfort comes in. So, oh, you can convince yourself why this is not the right time when actually fundamentally, yes, it is. But so there's a gentle dance and when, oh, it's sneaky, right? Yeah, it is. And sometimes you don't even know that you've tied yourself up in knots, Mm. right? Um, Or that you're doing this dance of which thing is more important, you know, but that can also be a really good clue that you just need more clarity too, yeah. right? So what what is important to you right now? What are the things that is, that is really important? Oh, what's really important to me, um, number one, is my own health. Because mm-hmm. if I'm not in the right place, if I'm not doing well, we're done. <laughs> Right. Like there is no business because it's all me. Um, I can't help anybody if I, if I don't help myself. So, but Mm. that doesn't mean I always remember that. Right. Because like really choosing your health first does often mean, oh, going to exercise is really the thing I should be doing right now more than whatever Mm. the other thing is. Right. Um, It's those long, long long-term benefits that, you know, you're not going to necessarily see a difference right now today, but over a lifetime of doing this thing, right. Those are hard. (laughs) So yes, just getting things so quickly that, that doping release, the, the instant gratification, we're now conditioned mm-hmm. for that. So you're right. If I go to the gym, I don't get a six pack straight away. Oh, it's going to take too long. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Keep going with consistency and the right ways. Absolutely is possible. But you're right. So there is that. That's that first hurdle. There is that time and we're conditioned in the, the that other direction. So your own yes. health. That's yes. your priority. So that's that's number one. And then mm-hmm. the second thing is really I'm here on earth to encourage hope. And I am here to tell that person with fibromyalgia who's been told by their doctor, there's no cure and there's not much we can do to help you to mm-hmm. tell them there's another way <laughs> and that there's a lot more that can be done. I'm yeah. here to be that example to people of what life could be like. My fibromyalgia has been in remission for years. So, you know, it doesn't have to be the way that you're being told it is. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what I'm here for, which then just kind of also brings me back to my own health, right? Because I can't be that example <laughs> if I, if I let it all fall apart. Right. Um, well, actually but- there is something beautiful in that with now we're going to dance with imposter syndrome, because if you did let yourself go and forgot a couple of the you know, the protocols that you know work for you and you're, and your clients saw the impact. 
to hold space for them. Like, guys, look at this. This is what can happen. I think that's a great lesson to hold your hands up and say, we're all humans. We're all having this experience. And sometimes we can all be idiots. Oh my gosh. Maybe there was a reason for it. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe you just, yeah, it was, it was too much or we wanted to try something else or whatever it might be. Or there might be a little bit of avoidance because as a business owner, oh my gosh, there's an awful lot of avoidance that goes into what we do or what we try not to do. So I think even those negatives can be such a authentic, glowing example of, hey, we're all doing this. So if I can teach you the ups and the downs, you're kind of teaching the, the entirety. Mm-hmm. And I think those, those real moments are also what allow people to trust you, right? Because, oh, you do get what my life is like because you're living it too. But don't you also find that it's, that people can be almost too transparent, right? Like if I were to share all my failings all the time, then that isn't a a way to make you trust me more that I could help Mm. you. Right. Like there's, there's a a balance there that we have to find in sharing our authenticity, but also showing our expertise. Right. Like, yes, I get into a mess and I get back out. (laughs) Yeah. And you go again, back to alignment, authenticity, you got to find the right thing for you. For some people it's, I want to share this, what's the phrase share the scars not the wounds now that has ah, some legs, that. which is a beautiful way of doing it some people do want to share their wounds that's like what's the reason for that is it to help your prospects your clients the people around you is it for a little bit of sympathy what is what are you trying to achieve from this so again clarity comes back to questions the right questions at the right time is oh my gosh it makes a difference so if you can understand the nuance of that what you're trying to achieve what are you getting from this? How is it helping other people if that is your goal? Then you can start to find out what, what the right thing to do is because just because someone else does it in a different way doesn't mean it's wrong for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and also looking at the evidence of it too, right? Because we are business owners. And so we are here to make a profit, right? That's what a business does. <laughs> And so we have to look at, at the actual bottom line and the proof of it, Mm. you know, is this actually working? And I think that's where we have to be willing to, to be wrong, right? Be willing to try things that maybe don't work out so we can find the things that do work out, right? Like cutting my hours 25%. When I did it, I did not know what the outcome would be. It could have been a failure, mm. right? But you have to be—you have to be in a place where you're willing to experiment a little. <laughs> and here's the fun and games: yeah, to be able to experiment and try things and see what works for you, and also learn from other people, whether it's podcasts or books or mentors or programs or whatever it might be. Learn the mistakes other people have made to fast track your way there. So again have a little dance, find out what's right for you. But it's, um, it's a fun old, it's a fun old journey on that GPS of where you are right now and where you want to go. And spoiler, where you want to go, it may change. It might, you might have to do quick reroutes. Okay. And sometimes (laughs) it's all right to get lost. So, oh, now we've got a full circle there. 
Love it. Hey, Tammy, thank you so much for sharing not only what you do and how you help people, but yeah, behind the scenes of what it's like for you as you as you continue to navigate through all the amazing things that you do. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been fun. Oh, you're welcome. Look, if people want to find out more about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? The easiest way, since people are listening to this on a podcast, I also have a podcast. Woo! So you can search for my name. You can just search Fibromyalgia Podcast uh, on your favorite podcast app, fibromyalgiapodcast.com, if you want to go to the website. And that you'll find everything you need from there. Awesome. Well, everyone go check it out. And Tammy, thanks again for sharing with us and having, having so much fun. It's been great. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.